Hello, and welcome to The Canadian Story, where we discuss what Canada is, what Canada could be, and what Canada should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Canadian Story. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, thank you for believing in your country and, and having the conversation with us about where we are and where we're headed. Um, today, I want to welcome back to the show for the second time, Mr. Colin Big Bear Ross. Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, brothers. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. So happy to be here today. And, you know, good things are happening in the world. So let's let's start talking about it. What's going on, boys? Yeah, I, I mean, last time you were on, we, we had a great discussion of you seeing light in people and how your light is, is transforming the world and that, how that founded the Big Bear movement. But we really didn't get into the light. What is the light? What is it like? And I think the best way to talk about that is just to describe moments where you've encountered it. You told that story last time about being in that drum circle and just the powerful emotional connection you had to the spirit world in that moment. I think too often in this scientific, atheistic, you know, um, machine-like world, we are not talking enough about what it actually means to be human, which is these moments of connection with the divine, right? So I was hoping that all three of us, but primarily you, because you're our guest, uh, Big Bear, could come on here and talk about our experiences with the spirit, spiritual, like, why not? I think, I think we are a podcast that wants to talk about all these things. And I'm, I love talking about this stuff. So I'd like to hear, maybe give us two or three examples of times you've encountered light. It's just there. There's no question. Light is in your presence. Oh man, this is like a loaded question because you know, almost every single day that I live, I see, I see miracles all day. Every day, you know, everything from angel numbers to, you know, blessings to just like prayers answered. And, you know, I've come to this realization is when you walk the right path, you know, uh, things happen. Things happen, right? You can literally get into like this divine flow state where you're literally flowing like this beautiful river, you know. And what does a river do? Well, it goes wherever it wants, you know, naturally it flows right and when you're going in that good flow you go towards the good things and then you know there's always the bends in the river that might test you a little bit but then you sway away from something if it's negative you know and that's how I go about, about my daily life every single day like this I'm seeing angel numbers I'm running into the right people it's like the, the dots are just connected 24 7 you know and I, I see I have these incredible visions um you know where i see these beautiful things or i see dangers of the, the future coming you know and i take them with you know a grain of salt but i i look at them very clearly to what's going on in this spiritual war we're in right now and how we can really help navigate to help bring others hope and navigate it myself in my my daily life right what exactly so, do you no, mean sorry oh, I, I want to clarify something what exactly do you mean by angel numbers so there's definitely numerology that links to, uh, you know, angelic numbers and the divine where, you know, the divine speaks to us through numbers. You know, you have 1111, 222 is a very, very biblical number, 333, 444, 555, 1212, 1212. Um, yeah, I'll make an, make an example of something that was really amazing. So um, we have a mountain out here in the Kootenays. And when I first went through my spiritual awakening, I started seeing 12 and 12 all the time. And then I started seeing 144 everywhere. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? You know, like I'm seeing these numbers. I'm seeing 11, 11 everywhere. And all of a sudden, uh, man, I started doing some research, you know, and it means you're, you're divinely connected. You know, it has this connection with numerology to the spirit realm speaking through you because they can't just come and show themselves to you. You know, the angels are God, right? So they'll speak through you through other signs. And they use numerology as one of them. And when I bought the, we bought the mountain out here with me and my business partner, the so 12 times 12 is, or 12 and 12 is a very uh, significant number. It goes back to like a revelation. 
like uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 each tribe equals 144,000 of God's chosen people to fight the war on evil in end of times. So I came out here to buy the land. That's how many acres of land it was exactly? 144? 144 acres. And I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even, no I didn't even click until we bought the land. No, it was just like we're walking some incredible divine path where you're seeing these miracles happen in alignment. And only way to understand it is to know this is a divine encounter, you know, and it's like, wow, just sit and have your little moment. I actually take pictures of all my content. Um, I was actually looking at my organic reach the other day. I'm like upwards of like, between 30 and 50 million since January. That's my organic reach. With all the videos I put out, all the content, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I was starting to do the numbers just to see. Uh, on Facebook alone, I was upwards of 3 million. You know, and my TikTok's like my largest, right? You know, I probably made over a thousand videos. Uh, you know, any, any video can hit anywhere from you know, 5,000 to 200,000. Know, and you start to do the math and you're like wow and so yeah. what i do is when i'm checking my videos i'll, I'll look at them and i document them because they'll say four 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 one 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 the amount of hits when like they're going on the rise and i document this because i you know I, i'm a strong believer in digital numbers and how they have these messages to speak to us from the light you know from from the creator to, to know we are on these paths and maybe they're trying to speak to us in a way that we have to correct something or maybe they're speaking to us in a way like you're doing good man keep going right mm. okay yeah. so here's here's a here's an interesting question um how does one go about because if if these if these manifestations of these numbers are divine connection in your life and i believe that that they can be how do you learn to listen and, and, and find them and see question. them. Well, you can definitely look up, you know, the internet's a powerful tool, right? You know, Google, you know, if you're seeing 222 everywhere, start looking into what it means. Start seeing what the message is to you in that, in that uh, moment so you can find the answers within yourself, right? And you can Google these angel numbers anywhere and they'll come up, there's like, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of pages of research on these angel numbers and how they align with the messages you need to hear. Even uh, looking in the Bible, very like, a, a large majority, if not all of them are biblical. So 222 being one of the most biblical numbers of them all. And so it's, yeah, you just got to do your homework, right? And, you know, when we start to reconnect with our spiritual side, and you'll start to notice them almost in a creepy way everywhere you go where it's like you know it just becomes normal mm. so i want to talk um this is maybe a little bit out of left field but um i believe it was uh nietzsche who said um we have killed god and we'll never wash the blood from our hands and if and i think that gets am i correct david is that nietzsche, nietzsche yeah he said god is dead he remains dead and how will we ever clean the blood from our hands basically is, is a and to my understanding, what he was saying is we as a society have lost God and um, that and, and he and what he's trying to say through that is that it is detrimental to us. How has having faith in your own life, um, how has it manif manifested the, the good in your life? How has your faith given you something that you wouldn't have had without it? And every day of my life, I walk in complete faith. I know that things are coming without having to worry so much about the future or look and live in the past. I can live in my present moment knowing that I am following such a good divine path, walking, yes, I'm walking blindly, but I know is coming throughout my day and my journey that is like truly walking in faith when you walk in the unknown and you just know 
that everything's just going to work out. Everything's just going to be okay. You're going to make it. It's going to be a beautiful journey. Like strap up, man, put the seatbelt on and enjoy the ride because you're coming for it. You're coming for everything you ever wanted in your life. Plus some, right? So, you, you know, that's the true way to walk in faith, you know, and, you know, you got to organize things just like everything else and structure and all that kind of stuff to make all this stuff work. But, you know, I have a very simple way of doing, uh, laying it out for people, especially if they're not spiritually connected or they're, they're searching. I just say the mind, the body, the soul, you know, you need those three pillars, mind, body, soul, you know, the creator being your most important, you know, you got your mind, you got your body, you know, Good foods, good water, getting good positive information and working out to channel out negative energies you pick up along the journey, using different tools to, you know, help your journey as well. Sage is a very special one in the Indigenous community. Salt has its, its healing properties. You have all these beautiful tools around you, healing crystals that you can use to help really formulate this mind, body, soul, so you can truly walking right i think this is interesting because you know we live in this age that doesn't believe in faith right it's like they only believe in the things they can see that's science right is is you only believe in what you can test what you can touch what you can feel what you can taste all this stuff right and that's the age that we live in the age of i call it the age of anxiety because how could you not be anxious if all you're ever told is the world makes sense and all you ever see is the chaos of reality because the unknown is scary and it is chaotic to our minds, right? So you and I, we understand what it means to walk by faith, which is essentially to believe that the thing that has been promised to us can come to be, right? You saw that mountain and the promise was you're going to do something here and it's going to mean something. And what did you do? You then took it upon yourself to walk down that path towards that goal, right? That's walking by faith. This is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? Jesus says this, right? What is the way? The way is to walk by faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Now, how many people believe that? Most people don't believe it at all. Most people, when I say, when you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, they think, you're going to pick it up like some force push like Yoda and move the mountain with your mind. But I tell you this with absolute certainty, if you big bear believe that you can move a mountain, you will move that mountain. Now you might have to take shovels and a thousand friends to do it, but the mountain will move. And that's what it means that if you believe something is possible, you will find a way to make it happen. Right. Absolutely, you know, and, and and especially when you're walking in that divine power, you know, like there's such a such an evil in this world. Like our world is run by an evil death sex cult. Okay. It's got ties to Hollywood, it's got ties to uh, you know, these these globalists, the the 13 families, you know, and they want our connection severed. They want divided homes where children don't have their mom and their dad. They want people in low vibration on drugs, alcohol, you know, and that's why we've created this society who have lost who we are in a way, right? We don't know who we are. We're confused. We don't know if we're a boy or a girl. We don't know if we like men or women. You know, it's just this society of confusion that was designed to disconnect our spiritual connection. And we're going through the most, uh, you know, incredible time in history where the world is literally waking us up. It's a vibration going through Mother Earth right now through that divine connection from the creator that's literally by rippling and waking us up. So we know who we are. We start the healing process and then we start the soul search to who we are. What is, you know, what is God? No, how does he work in my life every day? How can I see the miracles? How can I work these miracles in my life every day and interconnect that mind, that body, that soul? So I am like this light, like these people that I meet randomly, you know, sometime when I'm hurting and they walk right into my life and they give me this solid message that inspires me or something along those lines. So 
yeah, it's it's pretty incredible what we're going through right now. And uh, oh yeah, I think I think you and I have talked about it a lot, not on podcasts, <laughs> but I think the most incredible thing that's happening is the spiritual awakening that you're talking about. And I think how could it not be this way? Look at how miserable everyone is, right? Like you just all you have to do, anyone can do this. Go walk through a grocery store and see the gray, sad, unhappy faces walking around them. Right. And, and just go down into some suburb and, and wander around. People have lost their hope and they've lost hope because they don't believe that there's anything beyond the material world. That's what's been pounded into their head. Nothing matters. You don't matter. We're all just the same rotting organic matter of the universe. Right. This is what people have come to believe. And I know that there's people who love to make fun of people like you and Zach and I and say, oh, we just believe in fairy tales and weirdness. But I. But I say this to them. I say, you are a dust moat caught in a sunbeam. You, anyone has to believe that when you look at the sun versus the earth. And if you believe as some dust moat caught in a sunbeam that you understand everything that's going on in the universe, you are a fool, right? A fool says in their heart, there is no God. Only a fool can say that. Why? Because we don't have enough information. But I tell you this. If you stop trying to know things and start trust and start trying to see things like Colin's talking about, just look, just pay attention. All you have to do is pay attention and it becomes very clear that there is something going on. There's something very big and powerful and unbelievable going on. And can we comprehend it? Of course not. Right. Can, can, can we bring real description? So we, we, we call it things like, the divine or God or all these things, but it's there, the source. We did not make ourselves. We know that. We do not sustain ourselves. We know that. Like, I didn't choose to wake up this morning. I just did. Right? Yeah. Well, and people have this real, people are very triggered by the word God, I've noticed. Like, I, I do spiritual healing with people. I have a very special gift. Maybe we can even show you today on, on live. Right, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, people have a very, the word God is very triggering for a lot of people, um, especially some older people who grew up in the Catholic Church. You know, this is religion, uh, and religion hurts people because you have to almost be perfect to be there. You have to have this label, you know, as, you know, this is who I am. You know, when really, you know, Jesus was trying to preach like no perfect people allowed because we never will be, you know, and so it's like, yeah, I really, I really go about in my daily life respecting other people's belief systems. So when I sit people down and I do a spiritual healing with people, uh, unless they ask me directly what I, you know, what I do, I say, listen, I don't care what name you call God, because God comes in many names. Just make sure that's your number one, you know, connection, right? Always, you know, because there's so many different names, universe, you know, God, uh, the creator, all these different names. And really, it's all the same thing. It's that ultimate well-being power, you know, and uh, maybe he's not this man in the sky sitting in this beautiful city of clouds, right? You know what I mean? Indoctrination. So we don't actually know. All I tell people is just make sure you believe in it, you know, believing in it and you're following, you're walking a good path. You walk a good path. Naturally, good things will start to happen, you know, and it will all come together. You can literally change your life within a week on a such a significant level. You gotta put in the work. That's the one people think. They think if I sit at home and I pray like this and I say, money, I'm gonna have a hundred thousand dollars, you know, tomorrow. You know, like that's just wishful thinking. No, you're gonna have a hundred thousand dollars if you get off your ass and you go work for it. You know, yes. when you make it happen with that mind, body, and soul connection. Right? That's the one thing people really think. They, it's like it's a, it's almost hopeful thing. Will blessings jump in your path so you can get that hundred thousand? Absolutely, but you've got to get up and you've got to grind every inch. You got to scrape. You have to. And, and and you know what's interesting? And I know you were raised as a Christian as well, so I'm sure you have thoughts on this. But there's this big debate within Christianity about the difference between is salvation by works or is it by faith? Right? Everyone's like, well, I say. Works and faith are not different, right? If you believe something, you will act it out. If you have faith, you will, you will act towards it. You cannot have faith and do nothing. 
Faith without works is dead. And that doesn't mean that the works save you. Works are the proof of faith. It's like you said, you can't just sit there and meditate and, and imagine a million dollars into your life. That's not how faith works. That isn't belief because that's just wishful thinking. That's wishing, right? And those are very different things. So I want to go into what you're talking about with spiritual healing because I think I think there's nothing that people are more desperate for in this world right now than spiritual healing, period, end of story. I don't care what anyone else says. That is the number one issue. Number one, how do you help people? So I have this uh, incredible gift. Um, you know, I have not been able to get straight answers from anybody because I yet to meet somebody else with this gift. I'm able to channel energy through me like a conduit into others and push out any negative block they're holding on to. And I'm absolutely positive this comes from my indigenous side. Uh, my, my, you know, the indigenous were had this amazing connection with spirit, you know, and they were these energetic healers. And I feel energy where I can literally, when I, when somebody allows me the ability to channel in with them on a spiritual level, I can feel the pain that they're going through and we can acknowledge it what it is so we can come up with solutions and then i'm like i'm kind of like a bazooka like i have these incredible healing hands and i can push people's negative energy right out the side of their body without bringing their energy towards me so it doesn't hurt me at all i just blast it out and i'll start on the root of the body i'll come all the way up that spiritual connection like your chakras right it'll just Blast them all out. Um, I work amazing with pain, actually. I can pull uh, blocks. If people are having problems with their elbows, their back, anything like that, I've been very successful. You know, I've worked on so many, over a thousand people, you know, since I've started this in 2019. And I, I see these incredible results. And another part of my gift I've noticed is people who are actually asleep um, helps push them through their, to their awakening. Because right. they feel this energy that they're just so they're man, and you should see people when I do this to people, they get scared because they're like, whoa, what's going on, man? I feel I feel something crazy on my hands. You know, like I'll I'll tell people to put their palms out like this and I'll channel in. And they're just like, whoa, this is nuts. You know, I I've done a few actually on lives before, and you know, it's funny when you get <laughs> the reactions, right? And it's just it's just a gift from God. That's all it is. We're all healers. You're a healer, you're a healer, yeah. and it's it's just about just about finding out what our gifts are you know some people have the gifts of massage some people have the gift of just holding space like zach zach's really good at holding space for people and listening right and you right. know and david you're good at speaking truth into people and this is healing this is what right. healing is it all comes in different ways you know you don't have to be like no, not everyone's gonna be like Jesus, where you just lay hands on people and you walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah, right. You know, this is this is a totally this is like a gift every one of us has, and it's just channeling it to a place where you can be the best version of yourself while using your gift to help the world be a better place. Mm. I love this idea. You're all healers. I wanted you to go into this more. Where, where did you come to this conclusion? Or, or like, how did you discover? What, when did the revelation come to you that we're all healers? Oh man, uh, you know, I did lots of lots of questioning. Like, when I learned how to use my gift. I was questioning so many different people, talking to so many different people, and like, you know, I, there's one consistent answer I always get is we're all healers, man. We're all guides. We're not even we're not even healers. You know, like we don't heal people. We guide people into their healing we're a lighthouse right you know and what does a lighthouse do well it helps to guide lost ships back to the shore using your light using your story right and that's what we do we we help people with our lights to guide them you know people a lot of people think i'm a healer no that's living in ego you're a guide you know what i mean we all have healing right abilities. that's living like, in ego i love that living yeah that is living in ego. That's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're all healers, man. Every one of us has that light into the world in our own special way. We're all equal under the same creator. We all have that ability to shine light into the world and we can all do it in our own beautiful way. And with 
And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really amazing. And when we start thinking about these things and we start really realizing that's what the world is, you're going to start looking at the world in a different light. You know, the science and all that bullshit goes away. And you start living in this divine path all like daily, right? And uh, when you know who you are, you start finding out who you are. You start honoring your ancestors. You know, I have people come to me all the time. Teach me about the indigenous. I want to know your ancestors. I said, no, you know what? You need to know your ancestors. So you know who you are. No, oh, I, I love that. Wow. <laughs> right? No, like, yeah, my ancestors are definitely a part of me in my journey. It's definitely, I can, I can knowledgeable, I can teach you about these things in our ways, but no, they're in your ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah yes. we're, we're all humanity. We're all humans. Right, we all yeah. came from tribes at one point. You know, find out who you are so you know who the hell you are so you can be the best version of you. Mm. Um, so for individuals who might feel like they're going through life, they know something's wrong, they don't know where to start, and they don't have uh, direct access to that big bear healing, Um how would you suggest an individual who wants to make a change goes about starting their own healing? Um, it's simple, very simple. It's a three-step process, all right? Step number one. Oh, okay, maybe four. You got to acknowledge the problem. First and foremost, what's the problem, okay? So now, you know what the problem is. So what are we going to do to fix it? Well, we don't know. So we have to set a goal, number one, all right? Put that goal into motion, put in the work. Start finding the answers, start getting up and grinding, changing your habits, you No, know, wake up at 5 a.m. instead of 6 a.m., go to the gym for the first time, go for a jog, whatever you gotta do, do it, you know? And then when you start putting in that work and it becomes reality, right? Set the goal. Put it into action, and then that action will become the reality. It's a simple three-step process, you know, and 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 and, and question everything. You no, know? question everything. Learn. Don't go out and preach to people. Nobody wants to be told what to do. You no, know, listen to people. Listen to what's working for them. This guy's shining a light. I want to know what he's doing. I want to know how I can change my life like him. You know, I need to know these things. So I'm going to go up in the most humble way and I'm going to ask him and I'm going to listen. I'm going to take the time to listen. People don't know how to listen anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't at all. They all, all. Everyone just, well, it's like, even with social media, it's all about broadcasting your stuff. It's not about listening to other people necessarily, right? Do you yeah. have a, I'm curious about this. Do you have a, a physical, physical activity or workout regimen that you follow? Cause one of the things I've observed in my own life is that my, like my core, my center is, I mean, there's, there's more than one ingredient that goes into taking care of it. But one of the most important ingredients for me is maintaining physical activity. And I think there, yeah, I, I think there's an underappreciated connection between your biological and physical body and whatever it is you want to call it that's inside of you, your spirit, your soul, whatever that happens to be. Um, there's a biblical idea that, you know, your body is the, the temple or the house for your soul and your spirit. And I think when you maintain that temple, um, it benefits whatever it's housing. So do you, do you follow a, a regimen? Is that something that you believe in too? Absolutely, man. I work out as much as I can almost every day if I can to do a little bit of something. Go to the gym. That's like one of my, actually, that's uh, one of the most peaceful things I've ever, you know, if I, it's my peace. It's my my happy place when I go to the gym. It's my time. It's my self-care that I gift myself so I can be the best version of me, so I can be healthy, so I can have the confidence, so I can have the energy to keep going. Right. And, uh, you know, I talked about when I was in prison, uh, the last sec and, you know, when I was in prison, the guards used to come and try to talk to me all the time. They love talking to me. I'm such a social being. I always give them something good to leave with. And I told them, leave me alone. You know, and they're like, okay. I said, yeah, like leave me alone. I got one hour in this gym. That's it. This is where I find my freedom right now. Right. This is where I find my peace. You know, this is me time. Just please leave me alone. 
you know, in the, in the nicest way possible. And, you know, we are, I tell people, you know, we're, we're chasing, we're chasing this spiritual experience, you know, but really we are the spirit. No, in a human experience. <laughs> in a human experience. That is a great person. Right. What are we you doing? Know? Why are we chasing the thing that we are? Yeah, you know, we are the spirit, man. And we're living a human experience. Uh, people like to call it the 3D, you know, being in the human body and then the 5D, right? You know, and it's like, we can be both, right? We're walking in both, but know how to balance them both out so they intertwine mind body soul triangle right like three and one yeah totally yeah Father, Son, the holy spirit exactly it is interesting that you see that that trinity manifested in different ways across many different religions it's almost like humanity has had different ways of expressing the same truths and we argue about them for some reason and i don't think that's i don't think arguing about that is the correct path forward at all i think there's a lot of you you talked about the 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 difference between faith and religion and we had a uh, it was i believe it was david like way back when when we started the podcast we had Walid on and we yes. talked about the difference between faith and religion and um i see faith as a personal journey that is approached from a place of being humble because you were always learning. And I look at religion as the judgmental top-down authoritative control mechanism that tries to capture people who are on a faith journey. Do you have any comments about that? Yeah. What's your, go more into the distinction between religion and, and faith or spirituality. Well, spirituality, you know, is definitely my walk, um, you know, and when you're walking in, like, let's go back a little bit to, um, like, religion, like, religion has rules, you know what I mean? Spirituality is an open book, new experiences that we can experience in our spiritual walk, because we don't have all the answers, you know, these religions give us a concrete, this is the answer, this is how you have to be, if not, you go to hell and you die, you know, and it's like, no, that's not true, you know, you have to open your heart to different aspects of spirituality to be able to clear out that religion, if that's what you're walking in, to give more room to the heart, fill it with new spiritual journeys, right, there's so many unknowns out there that we don't know about, you know, um, you know, but wholeheartedly, I believe in God, like, you know, I wake up every morning, I pray, I sit on my knees, I say, you know, God, please guide my every step. Every step I take, I am your humble servant. Let it be guided by you. you no, know, I am just the servant, you know, and that's surrendering. So then that way you're walking in faith because now it's in God's hands. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that now you believe there's a plan, there must be a plan because yeah, he's God. That's right. You know, and that's the one thing that the world has taught us. It's severed our connection with the spirit, the spirit realm. That's why they want us to believe in science. That's why they want us to have divided homes. That's why they want us to be high all the time on pharmaceuticals, low vibrational energy. Those low vibrational energy we're putting in the body, McDonald's, all this stuff. And then when it piles up, it disconnects your connection with God, with the spirit. You no, know, so that's why you got to start putting in the good food. Drink the high vibrational water. I take a four liter jug everywhere I go, you know, and and, and let that let that connection flow, right? Let it flow into your life, and you know it's going to be struggle. There's going to be struggle. You're going to have bad days, good days, you no, know, but eventually it's going to get to a nice flow state, and you're going to fall. When you do, you fall forward. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You don't fall three steps back like most people. They try to they try to sprint up the mountain as fast as they can. They miss all the wildflowers, the creeks, the trees, the bears, the deer. They miss everything. They're like, oh, I need to go to the top right now. And then you run as fast as you can, and then you fall back down. You know, and then you're and then you're like, why me? Why me? And then you're a victim. You know, and it's like, no, you 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 you, you take a slow, steady pace, and you make things consistent. You know, 
going to church, going to the gym, setting your time aside for your work, for your workouts, for your meditation time, for me time, time with family, you know, for time in my spirit realm to cleanse energy, to help others heal, to give back, you know, to create your abundance, all those things, right? I think another way that the um, that the world is set up to to disconnect us is that pace that you're talking about, the run up the hill so fast that you fall three steps back every time you make a mistake. Um, the and then this is something that I personally struggle with too. The 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 hustle mentality, the always have to be on, always have to be going, always have to be moving the next thing, always have to be shifting that next mountain with like your pure like whatever force you can muster on your own, and. Uh, I forget all the time that I am happiest and most connected and most at peace and most in control when I intentionally carve out space into my schedule to work just on me, whether that's reading a book, whether that's doing nothing at all, whether that's, you know, writing things down that I just need to vomit out of my head. Um, if I don't intentionally build that time into my schedule, I lose myself, man. It's just gone. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the hustle and think that if they just simply will their way into the next into the next place that they're trying to get to, that they'll get there. But I don't necessarily believe that's true. Do you? Uh, no, it's not. You need structure. You need structure, man. I'm going to talk to you about something about when I was in my drug addiction. You know, keep my drug addiction, and I'm trying to claw my way out. I'm trying to find answers. How do I get out of this? You know, and what do I do? You know, and I'm thinking, and I, and I, and I would run, get excited, and I'd get sober, and I'd do it on my own. I'd do it all alone. I'd white knuckle it. And you can't. This is one thing about addiction. You can't do it alone. You know, you need support. You need foundation. You need structure in your daily life. You need a routine. You know, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it to you in the easiest way. You know, like when I was deep in my addiction, you are who your friends are, right? And I would hang out with all these people and not to say they were bad people, you know, they were good hearted people, but we were just, you know, we were walking a lonely path and we would, you know, we, let's say, let's just say we're all in a well together. We're all in the bottom of the well. We're all looking up where we want to be. We want to be at the top of that well, but the problem is we're all in the bottom of the well, but we can't pull each other out. Right? right, we can't help each other to succeed in our life. So you got to start surrounding yourself instead of those people in the bottom of the world. Unfortunately, you're going to have to leave them behind. They got they're on their own journey. That's their work to do. You got to start surrounding yourself with people at the top of the well. So when you fall, you crash. They can pull you back up nice and gracefully, and then you can reset. You're not just tossing back right to that bottom of the well like boom slashing in there with all those people that are still there you know you're coming back out you know you're falling forward right yeah wow i think that is a very profound insight that a lot of as someone who uh is still recovering from alcohol addiction obviously 10 months now which is awesome but uh but i know that that is so true but my friends were all drinkers right? Like, uh, not every single one, but like the people I spent all my time with, because that's what I spent my time doing. And how can I, if I'm spending all my time with drinkers, how am I going to stop drinking? Well, you can't. That's right. It's, it's like you want to, it's like you want a boat with all your friends and you're all tied together, all tied on a rope. Okay. We're all in the boat, all tied together. Now we're all trying to stay sober. Okay. One guy has a drink. Okay. He goes off the boat. What happens? Well, you all go off the boat. You're tied together yeah. you know yeah you gotta cut the cords man cut the energy cords you know and cut those sever those things you know and uh and then start to surround yourself with those like-minded people to where you want to be that you can uplift each other in the best versions of yourself you know and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be your friends they're gonna talk to you when you're having bad times they're gonna say hey man you got you know or you can call me if you think about drinking you know those are the friends you want to have you know like if if you're at a dinner table and not everyone's bringing out their wallet you know when it comes to pay the bill well you're at the wrong table yeah <laughs> that's right yeah you know? that's just how you got to be and like you gotta yeah like, there's so many 
factors to especially addiction you know like you got to restart your whole life people don't understand addiction is the fight of your life yeah the fight of your life man and yeah. every day it's a struggle to get out of bed it's a struggle just to be you not to live in fear anxiety post-traumatic stress disorder like you are fighting for your life you know and you got to take just baby steps to start to shift that. You know? And not be, don't be hard on yourself. You're going to relapse. You're going to fuck up. Or pardon me. Sorry. You're going to mess up. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, no. You know? and, uh, yeah, it just, it happens. And, and you got to give your friends, like, I give people tough love, man. When people come to me and they say, hey, Bear, what do I do? Because they, they, they're using my time now. This is my time. Yeah. So when people yeah. come to me and they want my, they want my help, I tell them, this is what needs to happen. This is what needs to change. You know, and you need to get up and you need to do it. Sometimes people. And, just and what do they say when you when you say that? What do they say when you say that? Some people will wholeheartedly go and they'll go to the top with it, man. Some people will get hurt. You know, they think I'm, you know, almost like putting them down in a way or being too hard on them. You know, they can't handle that positive criticism. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, majority. why do you think that is? I often think the reason people can't handle positive criticism is because they have such low self-esteem that any, anything hitting them just drops them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it puts, it puts pressure on the wound. It puts yes. pressure on, the, on that wound that's hurting, you know, we all know what our problems are. We all know that's the beauty of life. We all know, right. We know what our problems are. It's just, it's just like being open to have other insights or other knowledge coming in, emptying the cup. You got to empty the cup, man, when it's, it's toxic. It's probably already empty anyways. You know, really empty it out so then you can fill it back up with good stuff, right? And you can start putting in all that good, positive information, the spirituality, the workout, the church, everything else, right? And start to fill it. And when it gets there, that's when you can help others, you know, because you can't you can't heal the world until you heal yourself. So true. That is like, that is utterly, uh, it took me a long time to realize that fact because I think I was spending a lot of my time trying to help the rest of the world instead of healing myself, instead of working on myself. But like, if you can't, I, I had a friend once I was complaining about my inability to, to do laundry. It's a great struggle for me. Like I, I just, for some reason, there's a mental block there. Like I don't want to do laundry. Right. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And he literally said to me, and then I, and then we ended up talking about some existential crisis I was having. Right. And he said to me, David, you can't win a battle with laundry. What makes you think you're going to win a battle with eternity? <laughs> right? Like you need to, you need to get your, you need to clean your room as Jordan Peterson says. Right. And I think I love what you're saying here. You're essentially saying clean your room, right? Your own room. And, and I think what, what scares people, what people don't understand, the, the hope they lack. And I love to hear Zach's thoughts on this, but the hope that from my perspective, people lack is they just don't believe that things could get better. Right. They, they honestly believe that their assessment of how bad things are is permanent and inevitable, right? Why do you guys think that is? Why do people get in the mindset, I've been there, right? And it took people, like you said, at the top of the well, dragging me up where I never would have come up, right? It's belief Why do we get there? It's belief system. It's right. a limited belief that you give yourself. I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. All this negative no crap put in our head i can't do it you know and it's like no you know what i can do it i will do it i will rise up i will get through this and it's about mindset the words you speak to yourself all those positive things it's about what you put in the tank you know you got to keep putting in the, the high octane jet fuel man to keep going on this hybrid you know we're gonna put it in you know fifth gear we're gonna hit the highway nice and steady you know you got to keep putting in the good stuff right and you got to talk nice to yourself self-love is the most important thing on this planet that you can give yourself other than your connection with god you know self-love man and then when you love yourself unconditionally you know you can really really move mountains you know who you are you appreciate yourself you know you give yourself compliments man i did a good job today 
that was awesome pat on the back you know like let's do this again tomorrow big bear <laughs> <laughs> all i do is win 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 <laughs> yeah you know and if you gotta if you gotta sit in the mirror and maybe I'll, t- I'll maybe you know what you guys can do on this episode i'll send you one of my motivational speeches right and, and it's literally everything we're talking about right here in a motivational speech and you guys can tag it on here yeah it's, we'll tag it for for sure for sure yeah it speaks yeah. oh yeah right into this, this this conversation of what needs to happen right being deep you know and when i fall down you know i stand up stronger than ever you know it's like learn the from phoenix. your mistakes You're the right? phoenix. yeah walk the right path you know also, a, a big thing that I put into my healing with others is, is forgiveness. Is forgiving those who have hurt us. You know, because when you let people live in your mind, you know, it's like a prison. And when you forgive, you release them. You release them and you take back your own power that you've let them take over you. You know, so it doesn't matter how bad of a sin it was or whatever, you know, some are much harsher than others. But when you forgive, you know, you truly take back your power, you know, and then that's when the magic starts to really happen. The power power of forgiveness is just one of the most powerful gifts you could give to yourself. Man, forgiveness, self-love, getting up, getting at it. Um, I want to like I want to I want to address one other thing though, um, because I think this is a a mental slip up that people get caught in. Um, how do you deal with the days where you do fail? Because inevitably we are going to fail, right? How do you look failure straight in the face and say, "Okay, next"? Yeah, well, that all comes down to communication. <clears throat> you need to communicate clearly. Know what's your cell? What's what's the problem? Maybe sometimes you just need a rest, man. Maybe you just need to take a day off. Maybe you just need to go hang out in nature by yourself, you know, or maybe call a family member and just go have dinner or something, you know. Like it's all about communicating those things. Communication is everything, you know. If you're not communicating, uh, you can you can uh, you can live a lifetime holding hard feelings towards somebody or something. You know, it's so important to have that communication with yourself so you can reassess what am I doing wrong or how can I move forward, you know, in a in, in a good way. You know, we're always gonna have those bad days, you know what I mean? But they do get better when you are consistent and consistency is really another factor too, right? Just being consistent, you know, we're going to have bad days, man. And just being accepting, accept it, accept it. You know, bad days happen. Rainy days happen. You know what? So do sunny days, right? And it only can rain so long. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes it feels like it's raining forever, but the sun will come out. Yeah, totally. And just stay positive, positive, man. The second, man, the second people, negative people get around me, I'm gone. I'm gone. I cut people off like this. Seriously, start coming at me with some negative. I don't like it. You're gone, man. It's called holding boundaries with people, you know, and it's and it's healthy to have boundaries with people. People say, oh, that's my mother. You know, while you're a grown-ass person, while hold some boundaries with your mother, you know, you can cut your mother out of your life for a little while. It'll help her to heal probably as well. You know what I mean? If somebody is taking away from your energy, they're draining your cup, you need to put up healthy, healthy boundaries, right? And when we put up healthy boundaries, it's healthy. You know what I mean? It helps us. It helps us. Then you're not letting that into your energy field anymore. You're saying no. That's like kind of what the ego is for. It's it's like uh, to protect yourself. No. Okay. I'm done with this. You know, I'm not going to allow it. You know, and then you put up a boundary and that's actually Canadians are the worst people, I swear, for putting up boundaries because we're so nice. We like to want to <laughs> help people. We like to want to help people, you know, and we have this big problem saying no. It's so true. <laughs> right? And you got to know when to say no. It's okay to say no in a healthy way. You know? well, that's a really good insight. That's a That's a great way to... To end it. The Canadian problem is really that we're too nice and we are too nice. We, we don't know how to say no. But you know what? The truckers showed us 
how Canadians say no. That's the biggest boundary the world's ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you couldn't, you couldn't, it was like a freaking 80 kilometer boundary. No. <laughs> like, like it was no. Yeah. I love that. Well, Big Bear, we got to get running here, but thank you so much for coming on again. Um, I, I love working with you. We're going to be working together for the rest of our lives, I think. And I'm just looking for, thank you for showing your light and sharing your light with us. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to us going on tour down the road. Oh yeah. It's coming. You know, I just, yeah. it's coming. We're, it's going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to go on tour down the road. We've been talking about this to bring love, peace and unity people healing and just start bringing the country back together and doing small town hall meetings and start to really shed a different light on the trauma from the last couple of years so we can start bringing people back together start moving forward for the greater good of humanity in our country exactly mm -hmm. and and thank you um, also for your indigenous perspective on things I, I just so appreciate it because you know so often that's a division among Canadians and you just come and you bring that light wherever you go and you and you don't make it a division and I just I love that we're all human beings man every one of us we're all equal under the same creator absolutely all right well thank you big bear and uh have a great day you guys take care hi my name is Colin Big Bear Ross founder of the Big Bear Movement a global movement that puts aside political and religious views for the greater good of the world by using love and positivity, like a lighthouse that helps to guide lost ships back to the shore. We use our lights, our stories, to help those who are struggling by bringing them empowerment, hope, and strength. We lead by example. This is a lifestyle. A part of the Big Bear Movement is giving back with our success. The goal is to partner up with charities who align with us that believe in things like finding missing indigenous, fresh water for all, and helping to lead people out of addiction, the real problems of the world. And how can you help? Go to our website, bigbearmovement.com. There you'll find our clothing line, our product line, our team of online holistic consultants, anywhere from art lessons to Reiki masters, spiritual healers, yoga instructors, and much, much more. So I invite you all, join us, walk with us, join our tribe. Together, we can make the world a better place. We all have our part to play. Thank you for listening to The Canadian Story. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Cad Story. That's The C-A-D Story. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Let's work together to remind Canadians how great our country is.